Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360, we are ready to go. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. Looking at Lance Lee and Jakob Swanson, Jake Popoff, Regan McCrossin, our production assistants, and yes, David Reed is the chairman of the board. Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny, making the show happen for us down the hall. As we broadcast live from Studio G, Nashville, Tennessee, at the Blackbird Academy in the Blackbird Studio. Gentlemen, good morning. I am fired up and ready to go on this uh, Wednesday morning show number 67, I believe. 67. Nice. Uh, excited to be back with you guys and uh, plenty to discuss today. Uh, one thing we will not do, and Hutton laid this out yesterday, is overemphasize anything taking place <laughs> at these glorified stretches that are happening across the NFL. It's time for uh, Ronnie Mund countdown now that we're at 67. We're building up. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's good to be here. Uh, I failed with my parlay last night, and I, I watched it more intently than I watch most NBA games. And I was disgusted with the performance of the Bucks down the stretch. Uh, Durant was magnificent down the stretch, and Giannis just simply did not match. He choked. With two missed free throws yeah. and a ball that his friend gave to him right under the basket. It might have been an unnecessary pass and surprised him for that, but it's right in his hands, right under the basket. He, you cannot fumble that pass at that moment of the game when all you have to do, literally it's Hutton giving me the ball in this proximity, and then I can take it and go up and conceivably dunk it or lay it in very easily a crucial basket that I believe would have tied the game in a nip and tuck game where you have to score because Durant is going to go down the other end and score so those two missed free throws and that fumbled possession took the Bucks out of contention here in a game that they led and were in control of through three quarters, through three and a half quarters. 17 or 18 points. And then Durant just took this thing over. He had one where uh, they waited far too long to get the ball in his hands on a possession. It was like, oh, good, the shot clock pressure is going to make him throw up something ridiculous. And he threw one in from well behind the three-point line, way off balance that you're like, no way. And it's one of those games where he's just, anything goes. It's... um, the Nets, I want to like Kevin Durant, but I, when you do the super team thing once, and then you, especially when you do it a second time, to me it diminishes some of your likability as a player. He was amazing, and he is. I know Giannis said it. He's the best player on the planet right now. In the way he's playing, he is the best player on the planet. I mean, 49 points, the triple-double. Well, aside, aside from the super team, the, the, the fact that he needs to be in – 
he loves to be loved yeah. to the point where he cries about it in the recruitment process. Yeah. Well, he played that, every and he minute. In the Hamptons. And played he every got, minute last night. He also got floor. busted with his sleeper account. Sure. On Twitter, yeah, going he's after people. He's so yeah. He's I don't I don't like him. So I don't I, like I don't, him either. But I like his intensity in the game. I don't. Oh man. I, I really wish there were more likable great players <laughs> in the NBA. It, it would make the NBA Short so list. much more likable. But I will say, uh, so Brooklyn. You know, it's it, you get into these things where boy, if Brooklyn keeps winning, you get the New York market. You know, you could say the same about the Angels back in the day in 2002. You get the L.A. market. I'm really interested to see if you truly get the New York market with the Brooklyn Nets. I don't well, know what the fervor is for Brooklyn Nets basketball in the greater New York City area because I can look at this on one hand and say three huge stars, city of New York, you want them to make a run if you're the NBA. And on the other hand, I'm thinking the only thing that fans cared about was watching Madison Square Garden host a, a, a playoff game in the first round. I don't know that the city of New York is behind this team. So with LeBron and the Lakers out, that is a, obviously a big name and a huge brand, will the Nets carry the torch in terms of huge brand, huge name, huge city for the NBA? Or are you like me and you're rooting for a team like the Suns because their story is much more fun, and to me their team is more likable and fun. Well, it's obviously not like it was when I lived there when the Nets played at the Meadowlands and, and were a New Jersey team. They're right. in the middle of a big borough of New York that is very much kind of its own place, separate of Manhattan now. Uh, it always has been. You know, you go back to the Dodgers had, had their, their following separate of, of things. But... Do you get New York the way you would get New York with the Knicks? No. Do you get New York in a way that you don't get it if it's the Sixers or or the Bucks or uh, or Atlanta? I, I, you know, hell yeah, way more. And you get it in two ways. Some geographically, you're getting Brooklyn. You're getting uh, people who don't mind the Nets as a secondary thing to the Knicks. And you're getting the star power team of the East, you know, which is superior star power-wise to the other options, right? So I, I think there are more eyeballs on the Nets no matter what because of star power. This is, this is what's crazy to me, though, about the, uh, what we want to see, what we want to see, what the fan wants to see, what the league wants to see. I think it doesn't take a marketing genius or a, uh, an expert in geography and population to say that what would work best for the NBA would be Brooklyn-Philly in the Eastern Conference Final. For those markets and and those teams, right? I think what would work, what is worst, would be Phoenix, Utah in the West. You want the, even if it's the Clippers, again, we're talking about a secondary team in a major market, but the Clippers have star power. So you'd want the Clippers involved in that. And Utah, Atlanta, or Utah, Atlanta, uh, Utah, Atlanta, Utah, Milwaukee would be bad. But here's the thing, Paul. NBA, fine. Here is the thing. Girl stars. You want to be. If you want to spotlight your young stars and your young talent, the best case scenario is Trey Young versus Giannis and the Bucks. It is Devin Booker and the Suns making a run. Uh, Utah, not necessarily, but 
What does the league want? They'll accept a run by those guys into the semis. It's kind of like the, the Cinderella thing. We'd like to see the Cinderella in the Sweet 16, and then give us the Blue Bloods and the big ratings that come with them. I would say they'll take those teams in the semis and then give us the well, big guns. But it's, it's so much more than matchups, though, in city matchups, because what they need is compelling basketball. Yes. Yep. And despite how close this game was at the very end, it's a 17-point game in the third quarter. And Few and far between are games in the playoffs that are actually close, compelling, storyline matchups start to finish. Yeah. That's where the NHL crushes them in the competitive nature of their postseason. I only stayed with it last the night The NBA is broken in that regard. It's a game of massive runs, and it's really not that entertaining until the final 10 minutes of the game itself. I, I would have tuned away. I, I did a check-in. And then I kind of stuck with it because of the bat and because uh, Yanks were over and there was nothing else I was eager to get. You know, I finished the soccer game on tape. There was nothing pulling me and away. And the, the home atmospheres, I mean, uh, it's, it's tough right now to find a better home atmosphere than what's happening in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it, for, for compelling matchups and, you know, the drama, is it better to have Brooklyn against Philly? Probably. Um, for, for the way the NBA wants to market its brand. Uh, but for the young stars, and we've talked about needing to, to grow young stars and talent with the league, Phoenix and Atlanta is where it's at right now. Yeah. And those two atmospheres are outstanding. What's the crowd situation? Uh, most of these places back to close to full, but they still have like a, a buffer like we've seen at like Euros or, or NFL had last year yeah, with like the, the first, first whatever. Five to ten rows are marked off right behind them and the rest of the arena is wide open. So that's the excuse for still seeing like the video boards and the vertical stuff behind the bench. I mean, they sound that full. That I still hate. You know, that's the, yeah. well, I'm, I'm looking the from vision. an atmosphere standpoint and these arenas sound full. And we, we saw the video of the Suns fan beating up the, uh, the Nuggets fan. They're right there with each other. Fans yes. are in, in the arena. So uh, that's definitely a good thing. But I, I think another part of the, just the perception of the NBA and why people don't get overly invested is I think people just assume that Devin Booker is going to go to a bigger market and a bigger team or join up with buddies at some point. Probably. Uh, Giannis is the one that's probably different because his background and story is a little – and he really does want to stay in Milwaukee. But last night's a night career. for him to, to show that he is that top. Well, he had 34 he, points. I mean, you But know. in clutch moment, a couple clutch moments, he didn't match up to the well, most he's clutch not, guy. Here's, here's the here's – But he also always, had, the most clutch guy had an historic night. Yeah, yeah but he's not a good free throw shooter. This is what well, your complaint was about my, Shaq. Oh, I'll be right there with it. If you can't shoot free throws in the clutch moment of a clutch game, I, 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 then you can only be so clutch. Well, I'll tell you someone else who doesn't shoot free throws well in clutch moments a lot of times, LeBron James. And he had some issues in, in these playoffs also. But, I mean, that's, that's why it, it's tough to, to see him as a late-game guy because he's such a, a poor free throw shooter. But look, I want to see Milwaukee do well. I like the makeup of their team. I like the idea that Milwaukee could become yeah. something yeah. and keep this group together and for seven to ten years be a team that you just say, oh, you know, Milwaukee's in this series. I might watch that. Instead of, oh, Milwaukee's in the series. When are the Knicks going to be on? Or when are the Lakers going to be on? And th that's of their own creation because the players have banded together in instances and joined a team and, and created these super teams that everyone either roots for or roots against. But I love to see a Phoenix story, a Milwaukee story, uh, homegrown, good draft picks, hitting on the right, you know, acquisitions in the offseason, well-coached, fun teams to watch. I, I hope they keep playing, but I can't also help but think, 
the league really wants Brooklyn as a part of it because they have the star power and they have the New York market. Well, we what Durant said or what he yeah what he said after the game and what he did in the game. I'm all for if he's going to perform like this in the postseason, no matter what I think about the guy off the court. Uh, 49 points in the triple-double last night. Um, and then, what, he, he helps them. It was a 17-point third quarter, I believe, yeah. deficit. They claw back, win game five. And then his post-game quotes um, where he discusses being tired of being second. He says, I've been second my whole life. I was, second, I was the second best player in high school. I was the second pick in the draft. I've been second in MVP voting three times. I came in second in the finals. I'm tired of being second. I'm not going to settle for that. I'm done with it. Like that. Now, that was what he said whenever you Bay, know, he, uh, Alpha. he went and did his, uh, his what we called the tour with Golden State. But he said that, while, I believe, while he was out in the Hamptons recruiting teams. Yeah. Or teams were recruiting him. He then goes to win. And since that time, he has been, other than his injury, the top player in the NBA. Even on the super team, and the Nets are doing this. I mean, they were without Harden for a couple of games. Now they're without Kyrie. Well, they were yeah. without Harden last night too. The yeah, guy was one I mean, for ten from the floor. Wasn't, wasn't himself right. by any means, but they're built as a super team around these three guys, and they've been playing with two of them or one and a half. So uh, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. It puts a lot more on his shoulders. Last night, he welcomed it. Um, I, I think what helps the likability of uh, Kevin Durant is the, one of those guys being injured. I think when Kyrie Irving's out, I, I tend to like Durant more because he's, he's more of an alpha. He's more take charge. I respect it a lot more because he's not surrounded by superstars as much. Um, and, and we saw some of that with Golden State also where he was the guy you know, for that team. When he got going, he, that was the guy you got the ball to. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where all this goes with the league. And what people think about matchups now moving forward. But to me, but Fe- again, to me, Phoenix is my you know, Phoenix is sort of the early days Golden State Warriors. But even point. if Phoenix is playing, that I mean that's great. But if it's a twenty point game in the third quarter, I'm tuning okay. out. No matter who they're playing, no, no matter the matchup. And I'll tune back in with three minutes to go if Twitter erupts Tells and says you. that we have a close game. Yeah. But that the product itself is broken in that regard. I don't know how the NBA gets back to compelling matchups where I want to tune in for four quarters. Do you think they? Because right now the product doesn't warrant that. You think they sell advertising for the last three minutes of an NBA game the way they sell the primo slots in the Super Bowl? They should. I, that seemed, should be more costly real estate and advertising. It seems to me like they have about five advertisements yeah. they rotate throughout the whole game. Yeah. So I think everyone's getting coverage in the final the final three minutes and the first three minutes of, uh, of whatever the the stoppages are, whatever the commercials are. Uh, UW on Twitter says, that's a funny statement by Durant because he's allowed himself to be number two throughout his career. He has never been the true alpha. He has to have a sidekick or people to deflect. Well, again, that, he looked like what, one last night. That's what he told Lee Jenkins. When was that big profile whenever he made his decision to go to Golden State? Was that 2015, right after yeah, Oklahoma City five, Finals when they were ago. second? And that, that was the quote he said. And since then, he's been at the top of the basketball world other than when he got hurt and had to sit out for the year and a half. Yeah, won a title uh, with Golden State, and um, but I, I I'm, I'm thinking about what UW said he was the alpha in Oklahoma City. I mean, they finished second. Yeah, but he was the guy. I mean, he was the, he had good sidekicks around him, but he was the guy. It was Westbrook was two, and Harden was coming off the bench 
at that point and was a sixth man of the year early on in his career in Oklahoma City. But and got traded. I, I see what he's saying, that he chose to go join up with other stars, but Kevin Durant is the guy for the for the Nets. But literally everybody Even when Kyrie Irving's playing. If you didn't do that, you didn't win. Yeah, everybody. LeBron did it. Yeah. Well, LeBron started the trend. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Like the, you weren't winning unless come you to joined him. the he super went to teams. Them. And people are going to come back and say, "Oh, the uh, Gary Payton and Carl Malone did it with the Lakers." Well, a different generation. And they didn't. They didn't win it. Well, but that's it's what, not even different generation. It's a. They were old. They were hanging on. But to that's why we like the Warriors. To go win a, a that's title. why we like the Warriors to start. It's yeah. because they were built through the draft and they got hot. And they didn't win it at first, but they built to that moment. And then Durant joined them. And if you can't beat them, join them. Um, is there, so are you saying there's that type of quality with the Phoenix Suns right he now? He feels like With Booker? Yes, absolutely. They are, and it's the way they play. Uh, there's a, a great Twitter follow called Half Court Hoops. And you can go and just watch different half court sets. If you like basketball like I do, it's fun to see different actions they do on different plays. And they had a play coming out of a timeout. For Chris Paul, that it exemplifies why I like watching them play. Yeah. With all the different false motion they did that led to a double screen backdoor that's as open of a layup as you're going to get in a half court set for Chris Paul that put the game away in game four against Utah. Um, I, I love watching the Suns. I get behind teams like them and the Bucks. It's a, a bit of an underdog mentality that I like, but I like that it's homegrown. I like that it was. People making smart draft and free agency decisions that led to them being really good and not a group of players saying, hey, Brooklyn's got some room to get to the luxury uh, tax. Let's go to there. <laughs> Let's all join up and go to Brooklyn now. I mean, I, I, it's, it's better when it's the team creating it. On the other hand, and this I think is a bigger topic we can hit later this week, the NHL playoffs have been really compelling. Like if you tune in and watch any bit of their game, you're, you're hooked because tension. of the, the tension. There's a tension that doesn't exist in the NBA. You know, there, there is a, there's a competitive nature to every single round that matters. But yet, we know the viewership is not what, it's not anywhere close to what we may see in the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. And part of that is due to the, the, the networks and how it's distributed. We, we can have that discussion. But I think there's a layer or two we can go into on just what they're missing because they're they're they have elements that the NBA does not have in their postseason, but yet we're tuned in to the final three minutes of the NBA game, where we may not even flip over to see what's happening with Barry Trotz and the Islanders. Well, here's a question for you. I'm glad you brought up the Islanders. City of New York, what's more of a buzz in that city right now, the Islanders or the Nets? Oh, unquestionably the Nets. The Nets. I mean, if it was the Rangers, but, but if it's the Rangers, there might well, be a chance. That's a huge problem for the NHL that we know about, and I, I agree with you guys. But I would say that I think the hardcore New Yorker sports fan is way more interested in the Islanders than the Nets. Maybe. I think the buzz, no. social media with people that move there is the Nets. No, you're, you're wrong. That, because the Islanders are very much... Uh, not they're not connected the to the Nets city were in at New all. Jersey until a few years ago. Yeah, but still, New Jersey, Meadowlands is way closer to New York City. It's way easier to get to than the Islanders. Islanders are out there. The Islanders are for for very Long very Island is part of New York City, right? No, Long no. Island is a big suburb okay. that's a pain in the ass to get to. Nobody from New York City goes to an <laughs> Islanders game. People from New York City went to Nets games periodically, at least. Now, the Islanders are getting something new. I'm not sure where it is or what it is. 
they, also, they're playing a dilapidated I, old arena that's far away. I, I have a hard time believing that hardcore New Yorkers just adopted the Nets as a team in their this city. This year, you're saying? Yeah. As soon as the Knicks the were The Islanders were a team that had a dynasty back in the 80s that had been around for a long that time. That is interesting. So do you hate the, do you hate uh, the Nets the way that you would hate the Mets? No. If you're a Knicks fan? In in baseball and basketball, there's more, from my experience, more allowance to <clears throat> be okay with both of them. Hockey, they played each other a lot. There's a huge jealousy from the Rangers because the Islanders had all the success. Right. Uh, and this is way back. We're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the 80s. Uh, Early 80s. A, a hatred, you know, this pot then beats his wife chant that was a huge popular thing for a long, long time. Then the Rangers finally broke through and, and won on Messier's guarantee. That kind of changed the fabric. The Rangers had more immediate success. But Rangers people aren't rooting for the Islanders. Uh, I think Knicks people can conceivably root for the, for the Nets. I'm glad you brought up a chant. Um, I want to talk about booing just for a minute when we come back. Let's boo it up. Let's, let's talk about booing. I, I think there's something we need to discuss. And Correct me, uh, more present, more recent New Yorkers, if I'm wrong on that. And more lame quotes coming out of NFL minicamps. Uh, the most recent example out of Florida. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That is straight ridiculous. ahead on OutKick 360, and so is Primary Complaint. That's coming up in about 25 minutes. Dr. Hank, mydrhank.com is the website to visit. Look, erectile, erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. It does not have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, my Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. They get you low-cost ED meds to overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment, all for as low as $2 per pill. And it affects over half of men. There's no reason to be embarrassed by this, but if you want it to be mailed discreetly, to your home or office, they can do that for you, and it's going to be mailed from a U.S. pharmacy. How about that? How about that offer, Paul? I, I am big fan of big discounts. Fifty percent off your first subscription here. If you go to mydoctorhank.com/outkick, fifty percent off your first subscription order. So you're paying next to nothing the first time through. This offer only available for a limited time. Mydoctorhank.com/outkick. Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. And if you're watching on YouTube, we hope you'll subscribe to the Outkick 360 channel if you have not already. If you already have, we thank you for it. You're going to be included already in uh, a gift that we will be drawing for uh, that will be coming up in a couple of months. We will announce details on a giveaway for everyone subscribed to the Outkick 360 channel coming up at the start of next week. Uh, can't wait to unveil this, but uh, for all those who subscribe to the Outkick 360 channel, uh, you will be automatically entered into a drawing that uh, you'll be interested in. Let's put it that if way. If they've already subscribed, are they You're also entered. entered? You're entered. All subscribees. I like, I like a good contest like this, Hutton, because oftentimes when you're trying to get new people to go somewhere, yeah. you give them the incentive with a prize to do it, which I understand how that works. But then the people that were in there from the beginning say, what about me? 
Well, we got you covered with this, this is, giveaway. This That's reminds great. me of the, uh, is, is it Verizon that Lily does where she writes on the board? Uh, I'm always confused about who's eligible for the offer. You have the new users <laughs> yeah. and you have the, uh, the old. The rest. Uh, the the, the rest. new and the rest. Both. And then she goes off to buy a new whiteboard because she wrote with uh, permanent marker. We hope you'll subscribe, not just for the live content, but once you subscribe and you ring the bell, you're alerted to every time we post new content and exclusive content to the Outkick 360 channel. We also appreciate uh, the likes, the subscriptions, uh, the reviews, the ratings to the podcast channels. You can find Outkick 360 wherever you download your podcast each and every day. And we appreciate those numbers as well. Uh, primary complaint coming up in about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from now. First though, Chad, Chance. Yeah, so um, this is just an observation. Sometimes things happen over a weekend. We see it, store it away, and then we want to bring it up for a, a quick discussion on the show. That's what happened this weekend. Tennessee hosting LSU Super Regional College Baseball. We're not a big college baseball show. Local interest. You'll hear more in our Tennessee Power Hour. Tennessee and Vandy both going to Omaha for the College World Series. Tennessee fans boo Paul Maneri, the longtime coach of LSU, um, after the game, uh, Tennessee, and I think this is a mistake, but Tennessee's PA uh, wants to do something for the coach. And, hey, let's all give a round of applause for a great 33-year career for LSU's coach. And he gets booed mercilessly, which causes a bunch of soft-ass media people to retweet and say, oh, look at the lack of class of these Tennessee fans and look at this and that. Here's the deal. That guy earlier this year said Tennessee fans have no class and it was a nasty, nasty place to play and whined after getting swept. This is what happens in big boy and girl sports. When you call down the gauntlet and the other team responds and kicks your ass for a fifth straight time, you're going to get booed. Yes. This is the way it works. When you turn heel, you don't get to come in the next time and say, you know what I said earlier, guys, I didn't mean it. Tennessee's a wonderful place with wonderful people. I love everything about the Smoky Mountains and the backdrop of this game. I love the Tennessee River. I love all of it. You don't get to say that and make everything okay. And when you acknowledge the rival coach in a, an, an environment like that, the way it was in Knoxville, probably also alcohol-induced, you're going to get booed. That's life. They would be booted LSU Deal if roles were reversed. And nobody asked. Well. Nobody asked him to retract all those comments. It's a mistake by the PA announcer to to create this situation. Well, it's it's. Oh, the PA announcer is doing that on purpose to create that situation. That's exactly you troll them. I think it's, it's you, so, you take that opportunity to troll them. I think it's, it's naive so outdated by the media to react to me. To like if, in terms of a troll job, if you're going to legitimately, like we we'll get attacked all the time online about something we've said or something we've done. I don't mind it if you're doing something that's accurate. Like if you're if you legitimately have a problem with something I've said and you've got it right about what I said and you're poking holes in what I said, that's fine. You want to poke holes in a prediction, whatever. If you have the prediction correct, it is getting so old and outdated to troll people on their fans being classless. <laughs> here's a here's a word for you. Your fans are classless. Everyone has classless fans. This is reality, especially in the SEC. There are a large group of your fans that are also classless. So focus on something else because it gets old. Boy, I'm just glad that, you know, we over here, we do it with class. We do it with respect, integrity. No, you don't. Everybody's <laughs> in the muck together. You have bad fans too. Do certain fan bases have more? Yes. Do certain fan bases just simply have more fans? And that's why? Yes. But get over it. 
Dude got booed because he called out Tennessee fans. He's fine. He's going to go on living his life. Well, no big deal. But also, that if, if roles are reversed in this exact situation... Tennessee fans are going to bitch about it. I'm but, telling them not to right now because they do the, the same LSU thing. But the LSU fans that are complaining about this would be booing mm. Vitello. Right, but then Tennessee fans would bitch about exactly. the yeah, that's And I'm, I, this is a lesson for everyone. Yeah. Um, now, I will say the, um, the media members that I saw tweeting about it the most have an affiliation with another team that they feel like is above booing. Oh, okay. Which is funny they're, to me. They're more whistling. I'm talking about a Vandy uh, fan uh, retweeting this about the lack of class, and I'm thinking, have you ever been to Memorial Gym? <laughs> if you want to know, but they taught the, they wrote the book on booing. At Memorial, literally everyone, opposing coaches, yeah. players, uh, their mothers, the refs, everyone who steps foot in that gym, it is nonstop. That is the soundtrack of Memorial Gym, is booing. <laughs> And I don't care because I've come to accept that as fact. You shouldn't care either. That was an early primary complaint. You shouldn't care sorry. about what Hutton's about to bring oh, up either. Oh, man. Uh, it, it bugs me this time of year. And it, it happens. I, I just think it, it, it's regurgitated more this time of year. Senseless, meaningless quotes from NFL coaches who speak to the media. In this case, uh, the passing game coordinator in Jacksonville, Brian Schottenheimer. Um, he's today's example, but Paul, these guys are made available. What once or twice in the off season? Yeah, maybe give us times. something. Give us some meat on the bone here. Answer some questions when made available. When you're speaking to the fans through the media, and he sends out a quote today. This is from uh, Mike DiRocco from ESPN, friend of mine, who covers Jacksonville. Quote: It's still too early to say how this thing's going to play out. End quote. Now, don't don't get confused. He's not discussing whether or not Tim Tebow is going to make the roster in Jacksonville. He is responding to a question about whether or not Trevor Lawrence has been named the starting quarterback. His response, it's still too early to say how this thing's going to play out. At that point, I would take my little Zoom, shut it, and stand up as a media member and leave because my time has been wasted. And media members' time wasted all the time in these Zoom chats where I guarantee you they weren't asked to, allowed to answer a, a, or ask a follow-up question in that regard. Paul, why does this continue to happen where these coaches and players too get up there and say these uh, nonsensical answers where we all know Trevor Lawrence is the starting quarterback in Jacksonville. Why not say it? As long as it? he's healthy. I, 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 you don't have to to say it, I, I mean, you should say why it. Why not? But, uh, just like it's not. Gardner Minshew's going to start. They're trying to trade a, him. Yeah, it's not even a question. And they do this partially to preserve Gardner Minshew's feelings, which who cares about that? It's ridiculous. And I don't. I, I'm putting this on the media too. Like I, I just tweeted. Nobody should repeat this without mentioning that it's ridiculous. Yes. Like, you can't repeat this without saying it's utterly ridiculous that anyone with the Jaguars would talk about the idea that uh, that there's any possibility but Trevor Lawrence being in the huddle on opening day. It just, it just fuels this. And, again, it ties back into this Zoom thing. We're just letting people go on Zoom, say anything they want, and then we're stenographers for it. Don't be a stenographer for it. And I don't mean to single out Duraco, who's a friend of mine. Everybody down there is doing this. And, and PFT picked up on it and everything. It's a, it, it, that's a stenographer thing. 
and we need to work every day at not being stenographers for stupid stuff. I agree. What, I, there's what, just um, too much. There's too much of just the mindless drivel that comes out this time of year. What exactly is the uh, the fear of media not to call it out? Lack of access. Well, they already no, don't have that. But there's no there's no opportunity on a Zoom chat where you don't get well, a follow up question. I, you're on to the next one. See, if you're standing with Schottenheimer, if I'm standing with Schottenheimer, I go, Brian, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You're saying Gardner Minshew is going to start? That's a big headline, Brian. Are we saying that there's a potential for for Gardner Minshew, who you guys gave up on last year, to start over the number one? Pick and then he would do well. Anything's possible. Go. Why? I would say, why is that? Why is anything possible? Is Trevor that bad right now? <laughs> this is the kind of conversation I would have. You know, I don't know well, how many reporters go down that thing, well, but I would press and press I, I, and press. I, I'm, I'm about, I can't do that on Zoom. I'm thinking about Hutton's uh, illustration of slamming the computer and closing the Zoom chat. We just all just log off at that point. And it got me thinking. They won't see it though. Uh, It'd be good. Exactly. For a I would love to do that if it was a one-on-one Zoom chat. And then end it there. But then all you're doing is that's one person. Your camera's off. off. Everybody else is on there asking questions. So there's no impact. I've long been a proponent, and we've done this a couple times in our show's history. Uh, If there's someone who clearly just does not want to be on with you, who's completely disinterested. End it fast. Who's not giving you, yeah. uh, We've done it with Ben Jones of the Titans and Sinbad, for sure. (laughs) Yes, Sinbad. Sinbad, the worst interview in the history of the show. Uh, I think uh, House Guest was maybe one of his top movies that he was in. At the airport eating breakfast. He was eating breakfast at the airport, barely answering, and we hung up on him quickly. We didn't hang up. We said, hey, "Hey, Sinbad, thanks for the time. Enjoy breakfast. Yeah, and see you later. I I wish more people would do this in interviews. I remember Dan Patrick doing it one time with Chris Johnson, former Titans running back. Who sounded asleep, and after one or two questions, he hung up. He said, "This isn't going anywhere. See you later. I'm done." But I, this I wish that. people would do that more. But I, I, I'm trying to get at Hudden. What is the equivalent of that in these dumb Zoom Zoom sessions? Other than every other media member just not asking. A I question. tried it. I got in trouble with Ben Jones. Remember, I said, "Hey Ben, this doesn't seem to be going particularly right. well for for us. What can we do to make you?" What could we do collectively here to make this of more interest to you where it could be more mutually beneficial? And he, he went with the same thing. He said, well, I'm just, you know, trying to be a good teammate. Right. Doing a good job. When the Titans babied him. Blah, blah, blah. Whenever and I said, you asked him that question. And I said, so nothing. And then that was the end of it. Then we played it on the air because I thought it was a fair game thing. Here's me making an honest effort to to get this guy not to come on here and bore the s*** out of us (laughs) for eight minutes saying absolutely nothing. And I got yelled at by the Titans who went to my boss about this being a federal incident. Yes. Where they insist on giving us this guy. More times than we want. When if you pulled the room and the rest of the media had stones, everyone would have raised their hand and said, I have no interest in Ben Jones. None. But they give them to us. But in this case. And amen that you said it and that it was brought to light. Yeah. But then. When, he couldn't answer it. This is, this he had is no gums, no issue we thinking. often get into. It's not the person who does wrong that gets called out. It's the whistleblower who calls out the obvious wrong and dumb thing that's done that then it's the how dare you how call dare this I, to our attention the great and do it Ben that way. Jones. How could I yeah, question him ridiculous. in a media? I, but my, my thing is, does Schottenheimer think we're idiots? Yes. Yes. Well, he knows how? that he's, he's filling time. The way that a TV 
person generally is just going to take that answer and put it on TV on the three Jacksonville networks because they don't care what's said. They just care that they have Brian Schottenheimer saying something. And he can fulfill that obligation with that quote. And so the, the print media is not satisfied with that. But the TV stations are satisfied with it. Brian Schottenheimer satisfied with it. And most importantly, Urban Meyer satisfied with it. He didn't say anything of substance, and you got through your 10 minutes. But, but Urban Meyer took the job because he was going to draft Trevor Lawrence, I, not because he I'm was going you. to coach Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, who got a haircut lately. That was also in the news. He's all but business now. This is the most obvious starting quarterback of any, like... Uh, outside of Mahomes and, and the MVP. No, of the draft picks. Yeah. Matt... Matt Nagy in, in, in Chicago, give him props. He's already ruled out Justin Fields for week one. He's already said Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback in week one. But Trevor Lawrence can't be named the starting quarterback in Jacksonville over Gardner Minshew on June 16th? That, I mean, we're not At the not very least, you here. say something crazy would have to happen for Trevor not to be out there. It's almost like it's a game amongst the coaches to say nothing. Say as little as possible, to treat the media like they're as dumb as possible. But again, and Chad, then they get points from the head coach for doing it. But this goes back to certain places. Why don't they just flip the script and say, hey, whoever can be most engaging and funny in these interviews, See, the then coach, you're going to get points the for that. The head coach won't know what Schottenheimer says unless Schottenheimer says something that has to go to the head coach, that the head coach has to get involved in. That's the number one goal of all these assistants. Don't say anything that goes to the head coach. I, I just, but the the other thing too is you know the competitive advantage of giving out information like that. Everyone across the league knows that they're facing Trevor Lawrence. Everyone. They play at Houston week one. You think Houston's getting uh, thinking about Gardner Minshew right now? You know, at least David Culley uh, protected himself from the media by just canceling mini camps altogether and not having to do these press conferences this week. If he's going to say nothing about the Deshaun Watson situation or what's going to happen at quarterback, just cancel practice so you don't have to fulfill the media obligation this week. Um, and that's a, basically what Jacksonville's doing with some of the answers we're getting out of there, too. Just uh, ridiculous. Is this strong enough to put Schottenheimer on the enemies list behind me? <laughs> Look, we, haven't made, we haven't added someone in a while. Just by that answer alone, should he go on the enemies list? Or should we hold off? I, I'd put him on it. Right? Yeah, yeah that, that's warranted. Screw it. That's warranted. You're going Add on. him to the list. Add him to the list. Uh, you know what also would be... Uh, this is Brian, the lesser Schottenheimer, correct? Well, his father is deceased, yes. isn't he? Yes. yes. Recently deceased. This is Brian. Uh, I said that as a knock because he's going on the enemies list because he's never going to live up to his dad's legacy. Your right, online activity is your business. ExpressVPN, here for you. Every device in your digital life should be secured with ExpressVPN. I know most of you're probably thinking, oh, why don't you just try incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity, and these sites can pick up on what you're visiting and then push ads back to you based on Internet history. It doesn't matter what mode you use, how many times you clear your browsing history. Your Internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited, and that's why even we're, we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter if you get your, your internet from Verizon, Comcast. ISPS in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies, and ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection 
through their secure server so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. You can put this on your phone, your computer, and even your smart TV. So we're not just talking about, oh, I'm okay when I'm on my laptop. Uh, but you know who knows who's looking at where I'm going on my phone or on my smart TV. This is blanket coverage, the kind we're hoping to see from the Titans' new secondary. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit the exclusive link that you're seeing right now on the screen. If you're listening, it's expressvpn.com slash outkick360. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash outkick360. Expressvpn.com slash outkick360 to learn more. Coming up. We have primary complaint. We're not going to be complaining about, you know, internet tracking or Brian Schottenheimer. We Brian Schottenheimer, you know, tracking so, list on who's going to be starting quarterback. You know, you know, it, at least we'll uh, we'll complain a little bit more. That, it, that was a collective primary complaint from us yeah, today. Yeah, and it, it'll be hard. It'll be hard. <laughs> we also welcome your submissions for primary complaint. Uh, you can email in each and every week. We have several examples for today. 360 at Outkick.com. 360 at Outkick.com is how you can participate each and every Wednesday. Primary complaint is next on Outkick 360. Hang with us. <laughs> Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. It is time for primary complaint. Oh, it's time. My primary complaint this week, uh, any events, companies, tournaments, shows that use last year for this year's marketing. The most recent example that I saw is the Euros, the Euro 2020 logo. It's the case here. We saw this the past weekend and we're seeing it all over our screen right now. In June of 2021, on our screen is 2020. Update the year. You can keep the logo, update the year, please. They're even using the hashtag on social media, Euro 2020. My personal hashtag, screw 2020. That is my primary complaint. If my company is clear color photos, then it would be really stupid for me to advertise with a blurry black and white photo. My primary complaint is untuck it. It's a very simple company name. I have a nice Untuck It shirt. But they recently sent me an advertisement that looks like this. They now have women's shirts. And what is this woman doing with her Untuck It shirt? She's tucking in the shirt. I don't understand this advertising. You're going against your one word name. I, is, this, is this a new hot way to sell? So my primary complaint, that was such a bad cut because that woman was way more attractive than me when it comes over here. But we'll do it anyways. Um, we'll do it live. My primary complaint is this. They have the metric system in Europe. We have the whatever the U.S. version is. That you can convert the metric system, all of that. But there's a uniform system for sizes, okay? <laughs> we live in a society that needs uniform systems for sizes. We've talked before about clothing can get out of whack because one brand's large is different from another brand's large. Well, here's what I need in the fast food community. 
I need you to have your very own fast food metric system that includes three sizes, small, medium, large, and let's make all of those cups the exact same size. We've got an illustration for you that we can show right now. This is what it's like going to your local fast food coffee chain or your local fast food restaurant. You've got big, big, you've got bigger, you've got smallish, you've got big, medium, you've got medium, big, you've got too small. Let's take all these sizes, let's figure out what works, and let's create our own fast food metric system that has three sizes, small, medium, and large, because I'm tired of going to a coffee shop and having to tell them, give me the biggest cup of coffee you have, or give me the smallest cup of coffee you have, because I don't know how many sizes they have and they're all different everywhere, uniformity is the key, and that is my primary complaint. It really slows down the ordering process, too, and we know how slow these lines are, where you have to step up and say, can I see what a large looks like? Because there should be three sizes, and you should know, uh, like if I order a large, it'll be large. Uh, and Starbucks is to blame for this thing, right? They brought in foreign names. And, Venti, and, and Grande. The big isn't the biggest. If you want to piss off a local mom-pa coffee shop, ask for a Venti anything. Because they're like, yeah, we're not, we're not Starbucks. We, don't, we do large, we do, which I prefer, by the way, when they do it that way. But they will get angry. I don't even know if Starbucks doing. is to blame. I, I mean, way before Starbucks, oh, we had super sizes. Biggie size, Extra super large. size. Big gulps. Yeah, you I'm have okay with extra large extra being large. the fourth size. Small, medium, large. Large should be extra large. Like, there's no need for extra large. First off, if you're in one of these places, you're getting free refills. So there's no need for an extra large No, but cup. if you're leaving a uh, convenience store, say, and you're getting a drink to go, do you want a large drink that you're going to drink relatively quickly, or are you loading mm. up to, for I, a, a I have ride? found that the convenience store model is at least easy to understand. Because your hands are always with you can, I you usually get it. coffee. You're it's small, it. medium, large, extra large. They do go to extra large. And you're looking the at them because you're self-serving. Right. So you're, that's a different standard. You're looking at the cups and saying, oh, this one looks big enough, and taking that. That's fine. But when I'm seeing five different sizes on there, then it gets confusing. You can submit your primary complaints each and every week, 360 at outkick.com. You can send a video, uh, audio, or you can just email your submissions in like Jordan did this week. And this example is a dealership that he says he was told he needed to get his shocks replaced, $500 repair. The associate confirmed his extended warranty would cover it. And a few days later, got a call from the service provider saying the warranty does not cover the repair after being told it would be covered and uh the repair clearly uh, already done well, repair done the, the answer to that is they should just cover it yeah if someone made the mistake that is the error on their fault so just cover it at that point what, what, what do you say unrepair Unre it <laughs> take it apart yeah take it apart i'd rather not have a functional car than pay you for that repair after you lied to me brad is next up for primary complaint he says, athletes from other sports and football positions trying to be tight ends. <laughs> I played fullback in college, practiced with tight ends. It's one of the most com complex and demanding positions on the field. So when I see Tebow become a tight end at 33 and the Titans try out a college basketball player without football experience, I can only roll my eyes. Teams trying to find the next Gates. But the fact of the matter is somebody found Gates. 
And there have been other uh, less successful, but uh, uh, guys who've made it from power forward to tight end. So it's not outrageous. Well, and also I think that it's so specialized now. Like if he's talking about an every down tight end where you've got blocking assignments and you're doing different things off of blocks, and yes, it's very complicated and there's a lot of nuance to it, but they're looking for guys that can do a certain thing. Yeah, it's a glorified wide receiver. Right. It's a bit, it's a, what you're t- we're talking about a jumbo wide receiver, and coaches are much better now at if you're really good at one thing, they can get you on the field to do the one thing. Mm-hmm. And well, that, that goes from college, high school, college, and even in the NFL, you can specialize and be good at one thing. You don't have to do everything well. We'll save this for the other side of the break when we get into Tennessee Power Hour, but uh, I've got an observation on the Titans tryout guy who is a power forward, Hassan French, uh, looking to become a tight end in the next three days, enough so that he'll stick. Rob P. is next up for primary complaint. He writes in Robert. that hotels that do not have their rooms ready by check-in time. My family and I headed to Orlando for a vacation to take my nieces and nephews to Disney. We arrived at our hotel to check in a couple of hours early, and only one room was ready, so we came back at regular check-in time, and we were informed that the second room wasn't ready yet. How do you not have every room to be occupied ready at the 4 p.m. check-in that you said would be ready? This goes to the classic Seinfeld about you take the reservation, but you don't actually have what's reserved ready for me at the the time. His was a rental car, but this is uh, much the same thing. Now, if you're a frequent stayer, you can get away with certain things at certain places. I love Marriott. I know what a reservation is. I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't think you do. (laughs) I don't think you do. I I love Marriott because I stay at Marriott properties enough that I can check out super late or check in super early. But when you're not staying at, at a hotel where you have those privileges, it is super frustrating that you get to a town and you, 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 you can't, like, go change your clothes. Or uh, I, I completely understand this guy's misery. By 4 o'clock, you've got to it's be. Gotta be. It's got to be ready by that. I mean, I always look at that time as, like, this is the absolute last Latest. moment that we could have a room ready for you. But typically it's ready before that. Yeah. Uh, we went to Asheville recently, got there at noon, and check-in was 3 or 4, and it was ready. You know, they're like, we have a room ready. It's on a you know different floor, wh- whatever. But you can go to a room. But if not, you check your luggage there. That's fine. They a have the check-in time Disney. for a reason. Yeah, they have the check-in time for a reason. My so this is where my mind goes, and maybe I'm <laughs> twisted. But a murder. If my room, yes. <laughs> if my room's not ready by the check-in time, yeah. my mind immediately goes to what crime scene am I walking into? <laughs> like what spring break party got out of control? Like, what did those housekeepers walk See, into but at that, that stage, they're having to detox this room yeah. and at just put, stage, like, they chloroform everywhere to make sure that <laughs> everything, well, whatever, Clorox. some sort of yeah, cleaning agent. Maybe chloroform. Maybe chloroform was involved in, in the crime in that the happened crime. in the room also. At that stage, Luminol, they don't have a specific room in mind for they're, they're trying to get a bunch of rooms ready, and none of them are ready yet. But if you're there at, with this guy's complaint, he was there three hours before and one room was already ready. They know that guy's looking for his second, second room. room. So he should be one of the first ones. Yes. So then I start to worry about what, what is going room. on with the rooms then, plural. Whatever room I'm checking into that's not ready, something went down in that room. Or the, the person I don't that occupied the room refuses to leave to on check time. check out. 
they got a late checkout. I had so that then it becomes a little them, bit complicated. What more can you do? Well, I had that happen once uh, when we were in Phoenix for the Super Bowl when I had a stomach virus. We had to leave that day. <laughs> And uh, I had a 24-hour stomach bug that was one of the worst bugs I've had in my life. I thought, and I told them, I said, I can't leave. I can't physically. They're trying to move. kick me out. They had housekeeping there. I was like, I mean, if you want to take me to a hospital, I'm like mid throw up as they're trying to kick me out of the room. Like, I can't physically get out of bed. You can charge me a little bit more. It was actually two rooms, Paul, because the other room was occupied by a man who was he was doing his hair. Yeah, he was doing his hair and wouldn't leave the room on time. Who also had four entrees. <laughs> 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 on the company's dime. The great expense controversy of yeah, 2000... 2007? Yeah. This is 2007. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it started a, down a bad path for everyone. Then we sometimes jokingly submitted a lot of expenses that we weren't intending well, on. Yeah, we turned into was, receipts that weren't real. This was also our, our, uh, our previous employer, so we were always looking to cut costs on these trips. Paranoid. And this place, this was like in Tempe, Arizona, I want to say. Yeah. And it was not a nice place. It was an outside-facing motel. So I, I'm, I'm Speaking on, of death scenes. Yeah. I this was, is like the days in in, in Panama City. Well, and Hunter and I are sharing a room together. So uh, you left when I started getting sick because you knew it was coming because our other host was sick before this, that. This motel had a drain in the middle of the floor. <laughs> they just hose it down. Which... To be Shouldn't fair, they needed with me getting sick the whole time. That drain really came in handy. <laughs> um, but I remember it was second floor, outside facing. And it's not one of those where you can just say, hey, uh, you know, I'm not staying at uh, a, a Marriott property, for instance, where they, can, they work with these things from time to time. This was like, there was no understanding. <laughs> it's like, you need to leave right now. Immediately. I can't leave. And finally, they just left me alone until 5 p.m. when I left the hotel. Well, I think when they're like... To- physically trying to make you leave if you vomit at that moment you probably buy yourself oh i was vomiting when they came into the room to try to clean it just walked in Um, i was long gone by those maids are just chad and i were sharing i'm still amazed that i this is the same trip where chad and i bonded over real housewives yeah we sat (laughs) we sat on separate beds And we stayed up till 2 a.m. watching Real Housewives of Orange County. Chad holding a garbage can between his legs. God knows what happened. That was later. That was later in the trip. This was uh, after our sons. We saw Dan Marley at dinner. Oh, Went yeah. to a Phoenix Suns game. Love Dan Marley. Went to his restaurant. It was just funny because it's like, we're joking. I wonder if Dan Marley's going to be here eating tonight. It was like Marley's you know, sports right. grill yeah, we were. outside the arena. And sure enough, Dan Marley's walking through greeting people before hey, the game. I don't want to put any uh, – we don't believe in jinxes. I don't want to put any bad mojo on Hutton, but Chad, near-death experience at a Super Bowl. I had a near-death experience in Minnesota at a Super Bowl. Hutton, I hope your turn doesn't come around. It's not. We'll, we'll be okay. Hutton had a bad uh, uh, sickness in uh, Indianapolis for the combine one year. Oh, low D. You, you had low vitamin low D. D. Yeah, yeah, you were dragging. You had a vitamin D deficiency. You also had high. Which I was like, is this the Oregon Trail? <laughs> I had low D, and then mydrhank.com yeah. took like care a, of all it, those. Yeah, it, also, it was 1850, and we took a horse-drawn uh, wagon up to yeah. Indianapolis, apparently, for To hunting. be fair, there was yeah. one show where he had high A also. Yeah, high A, low D. What are the, uh, well, I think we've all experienced that. High A, so, we've all had high what, A. What are some of the horror stories from Lance and Jakob, I wonder, from hotel stays over the years, either events or, uh, or, or I should say, uh, concerts for, for oh, Jacob? Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are some great yes. examples. Give us the best. Um, there were some marijuana-related insolence. <laughs> <laughs> some MRIs? <laughs> some marijuana-related insolence, MRIs? Yeah. It happens. 
That's it. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah. They forgot Fair. to check oh, out. No, I mean, Jacob, look, they're Jacob's all. Here. I can tell they're like texting their attorneys. Jacob's like, are the statute ready. of limitations up on this crime <laughs> that I committed? Been charged across state lines. They don't have attorneys. Is this a federal crime? <laughs> um, yeah, my my issue is just it's not really hotel related as much as whenever I travel to hot places. Yeah. I get heat stroke every time, and I know I am going to <laughs> my pants. <laughs> On one of my trips, one of these days, it's it's not when, or it's not if, it's when, it will happen. Uh, that's normal. Is that a common heat stroke uh, symptom? I didn't know. Yeah. I, I love how that. Regan's like, uh, yeah. Regan's, Regan's like, yes, it happens. It does happen. Of, of Jacob. I read somewhere that it happens. Coming up, the Tennessee Power Hour. And it includes the Tennessee Titans on the field for minicamp. Some observations we can actually use uh, instead of who look good running routes against air and taking handoffs and running through bags laying on the ground. Uh, Paul, we discuss the observation of the Titans wide receiving core and an observation of one of our primary complaints, uh, a positional player trying to make the roster as a tight end. Yes, and uh, Bud Dupree, who uh, we spoke to and uh, who's not been out there because uh, he's recovering from a torn ACL. Uh, a little bit about his approach to uh, incorporating himself into this team from afar. It's all coming up on OutKick 360. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to OutKick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.